Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. Oh, that's right. We're here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy on a Friday night. Friday How's everybody night. doing? Doing good. Doing good. good. How, the- how are the patrons of the Rusted Nail Speakeasy doing? <laughs> they definitely have not had enough cocktails not yet. yet. <laughs> They're getting there, though. Yeah, give so them an we, hour what to tell them to quiet down. That's right. So we just got done having uh, some, some great wings from Crazy Dogs here in town. In fact, uh, we're going to be at Crazy Dogs on October 24th doing a podcast live there so big day it is a big day big day, big day. so Dwayne, how are you doing i'm doing great it's the weekend jeff <laughs> i'm with i'm with Dwayne's weekend man friday night let's go reuben pump brother pump all right so <laughs> we've got a special guest here so we have mr brian noah brian how are you doing doing great alan thanks for having me oh it's great to have you so i've known brian for several years um we first met when I was playing music uh, with his cousin, actually, Doug. Um, so we've known each other ever since then. Uh, he used to camp here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy Campground for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good time. Always a good time. We've had some great campfires, haven't we? Yes. So we've asked Brian to be on the show today to talk about um, you know, kind of a dying art in a lot of places. Um he is the co-owner of the Brookfield Democrat slash American newspaper in town. Bought it. And uh, so I thought it'd be great to talk about some of the challenges of printed uh, news. Um, you know, everybody at our age group is more of a online uh, news person, and they do both. But, you know, I guess, first of all, what, what made you decide to purchase the newspaper? Well, uh, you know, obviously it came from working there uh, in here in Brookville at the newspaper 30 years ago. And uh, a lot of the relationships that started then uh, carried through until uh, until really time of purchase. Uh, uh, Two of the actually three of the uh, four owners that I worked for 30 years ago were still. Uh, still owners at the time and uh, so it was easy to connect with them and uh, uh, you know it was always something that uh, that I kept my eye on thought of thought of it you know this will probably be something that I finish my career with and uh, and get back into and uh, the opportunity came up and and uh, we were right there to purchase so right so everybody knows you you, you weren't living local at the time though you you've actually move back to town no it was a, yeah you're right it was a it was a big move uh my wife and i and and my son we'd been in indy for 20 years and and uh so you know this was this was back home for me but uh as as always you've got to get the blessing of how this is going to go <laughs> right. and uh and it 
it, it wasn't much of a blessing. It was, hey, let's do this, um, you know, from from Amy's end. And uh, and so it made things that much easier on the transition. I was just, you know, I was able to go and do what I needed to do because she was ready to, to move here. If, if mama's happy, it makes a lot of things a oh, lot absolutely. nicer. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll talk about the Democrat and American sure. first. Uh, so tell us some of the challenges you faced, you know, once you, you purchased a newspaper. So, uh, you know, the first challenge is, is uh, you know, in 30 years, um, I'd forgotten everything that I ever knew. And I, I probably didn't know much to start with uh, because I was kind of segmented in, in the different things that I did. And I didn't have a, a good grasp of the entire operation. Now, obviously, in 30 years, you, you pick up the different business experiences that you can apply to it. But, uh, but, you know, that's the first challenge. You know, always, you always kind of look internally, you know, where do we start? Uh, but as far as newspapers go, you know, I looked at, uh, I looked at the bigger newspapers and, and why newspapers are dying. And it was just the same article after the same article copied from this person. You know, this person came out with it first. Everybody's copied it since. And, and everybody's read it. They've seen it online. Um, they, they can get all that. So... I thought, you know, 30 years ago, everything that we did was community news. There was no internet. Right. So everything was about what you saw in Brookville from one end of 52 to the other. And and that's kind of what I wanted to get back to. And that's, you know, so we saw the challenge, um, but we also saw a way around it. And, and that's kind of where we started. So instead of worrying about the world events, keep it current events, which doesn't get covered anywhere else absolutely there's there's nobody that's going to print that the oldenburg girls last night you know won five to nothing right uh, and if they do if they do print that or if you do hear a blurb on uh, on a local radio station that's all you get is a blurb now you look at our paper next week and you're going to have two or three pictures of the girls from oldenburg you know soccer right and they're worthy of that they're that they're that good and the and the community deserves that type of news right so it's funny you say Oldenburg. So both my boys went to Oldenburg, and you know there there was never really a, even a blurb in the paper about right. yeah, anyway. anything they did. Right. You know, in their basketball team, my son played on the basketball team. They were very good, and then my youngest son, their, their football team had just started, and you know there was never a blur, really a blurb about it anywhere. So and, and now they're getting double coverage because of uh, the Batesville paper that we started. They're so, yeah, they're, we'll, they're going in both. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Uh, well, we'll talk about it right now. So I don't know that all these guys know. I do because we, we talk. I do. Uh, but the, you've got several other papers now. So besides, you also have the Liberty paper. Right. Right. So what we purchased with Whitewater Publications was uh, the Union County Review, which goes to every door in uh, Union County. And then we uh, purchased the Liberty Herald as well. And then obviously the Brookville American, Brookville Democrat, and all the... Uh, all the inserts and things that, uh, that that go along with that. But uh, in the middle of all this, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of newspapers going out, um, one of the chains that owned the Batesville Herald Tribune and the Rushville Republican uh, thought they had a good idea. They'd pull out their newspaper and put all their news into Greensburg. Well, Greensburg will put one story on their website or one story in their paper for Batesville and one for Rushville and called it good. 
Uh, and what we did is we went back in to Batesville and Rushville and gave them their community newspaper back. Right. So folks listening that on around from here, these are little towns that are that have history, lots of history, and and you know each town probably has a couple thousand people. Um, you know, and to for them to lose that that part of their. Uh, News was a big deal. It's the connection to their society, right? Mm-hmm. And Batesville is actually a fairly good-sized town. I mean, there's right. there's major industry there, right? Um, yeah, if you, you know, pass a lot away, of stuff going on. If you, so here's here's <laughs> they Batesville. get you coming and going. So it used yeah. used to be it used to be they really had you because they own Hillenbrand Industries is who we're talking about. Right. They used to own American Tourist Luggage. Right. Yeah. They owned Hillrom, who made hospital furniture. Yeah. And they owned the casket. Hillenbrand Casket. So yeah, everybody in their life travels. Everybody in their life was born in the hospital. Yeah, born and everybody in their life dies. So they had it covered. That's right. So, you know, some of that they don't have American Tourist or Luggage anymore. And Hill Rom and Hill Brands has kind of done their thing. But it's a, it's a fairly good-sized town. Right. Uh, with a big industry still in it. And for them to lose and a newspaper. it's a nice town. It's yeah. A, yeah, very, very yeah. nice. Right. So. Yeah, and to lose their, their local connection right you know and because they're far enough away from cincinnati that you know occasionally i'm east central so occasionally we get picked up by some cincinnati stuff but that far i mean that's only 15 more miles but they're kind of out of the radar and they're too far from indy and too far from cincy so they're just kind of a you know a drive-by town on the interstate nobody knows what's there right and that was my initial thought when we went into batesville was like hey batesville rushville batesville's gonna kill it and what we found out was uh, the people of Rushville missed their paper a little bit more than the people of Batesville. Really? Uh, and uh, it's it's taken a little catch up because uh, we we started uh, we started both papers launched them both on August twelfth and it it took us a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to get going but you know ten twelve issues in now we've got two hundred fifty subscribers for each but but Rushville got off to a, a quick lead and it. It took me uh, some weekends in Batesville giving away free newspapers to uh, to to get that number up. So good deal, good deal. So any other aspirations of other geographical areas for the papers? There, Alan. There are so many that are close that are close to to dying. And, right, and and it, it it kills us to see that. I mean, we were we were you know broken up over the Batesville paper and over the Rushville paper we didn't want we didn't want to see them leave right. we didn't we had no aspiration to go in there until you know we saw what it was doing to the community and it was it was just something that we we felt we had to do uh there's yeah obviously there's uh there's other local newspapers that uh that do a lot of the things that we talked about they they'll take they belong to a chain they're not community owned they're not locally owned and they take you know, big uh, press releases, and that's that's all the paper is. It's an it's an ad, and it's a press release, and it's nothing about the community. and And we see that in in surrounding counties. Um, you know, are are we ready to jump on all that right now? Probably not. Right. But it's uh, but it's out there, and it's something that we recognize and, and and view every week as we get those papers in at the office. So so you have taken the paper online, which you know we before we start a podcast, we're talking. You know, most of us, that's, even though we get the printed paper, we, we catch up online because we're, it's just simpler for us. So, yeah, we, we did. We, we, um, that was kind of the next step. And uh, one of the owners, Gary Wolf, he, um, he said that was, you know, and, and, and he, had, he had the paper online 
and uh, you know he he liked to say I had the you know I had the best website that I could afford right. uh, at the right. time, and that's that's kind of where we were. And so we came in and just completely redid that, um, and and took that next step. And and that was, you know, that was where he said, you know, hey, this is where we need to go, but I can't get it there. You know, this is right. this is for you to do. So, subscribership. How is that I went for the Brookfield paper? Uh, it's it's been great. Um, it's been great with the launch of the two new papers uh, because I've paid a little bit more attention to it. Uh, the Liberty Herald um, is uh, the subscription rate has run up on that, and then you know a year ago when we first took over the paper, the first. Uh, you know, first three to six months, uh, you know, several hundred new subscriptions uh, were what we got into, um, and uh, and now we're getting all of the um, all of the repeat business, right. the, the the re up every year. So good deal, good deal. You know, it's funny. That you, you know, it's about a year ago. You and I, I ran into you at the at the Brookville Tire Mark, and we were having this conversation. Is when you told me that, hey, guess what? We bought a paper, right? And uh, I've known Brian for a long time. Uh, not real well, just know him, right, mm-hmm. around town. And I was, uh, that same conversation, same day, I bought four subscriptions. I have an online plus three, and I gave them as gifts to my sons and have them delivered to their house. And with traveling with work, the digital online works well for me. Um, one of the things that and us being young, older would know, a lot of time when we were in high school and around that age, everybody that I know took went off to school. Mm-hmm. One of the things they gave their, their their child when they went to college was a subscription to the Brookville paper to keep mm-hmm. them connected. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it, it was helpful to a lot of people to keep them established back at home, right? Uh, I think what you've done to the paper uh, is awesome. Uh, there's a lot of great things about it. Uh, <clears throat> I work in the printing industry, and I work directly with print media. And um, I can tell you it's been about a 3 to 15% reduction in, in, in newspaper printing. Uh, year for year, and it, they're calculating. Eventually, there will still be printing needed, but we're it's down millions over the last five years, uh, millions of pounds per year. But um, I've seen over the last six months, I've seen an uptick in print media. So when we come into 2000, it was we were bottom down around you know a few million pounds down, and I've actually seen an uptick in the second quarter of this year on black print media. So that that sort of tells us that the people that were staying home were going back to the papers. And uh, that's what we see that at, and that's what our market and our our uh, market ship is telling us. So, I think it's great what you're doing. I think it's awesome to stay connected close to home, and for me, it makes it more of a connection for me. And uh, that's why I said, you know, I want my boys, and I've asked my sons, like, yeah, we read the paper a week, but would they have went out and bought that paper? I don't think they would have. But now that we have the subscription, it keeps them connected too. And you know, I had a conversation with my older son. Hey, did you read this in the paper about our neighbor's son? Like. Yeah, it is. it's a great. You know, it's good to know that stuff, and I think you've done a really good job. About a year since I've talked to you, right? We were right. up there on that, and I think so, it's great. So one of the things that we've done is exactly what you were saying. It, it's happened for years. Uh, kids go off to school, or kids, you know, go to work in the community, stay home, and go to work in the community, and their parents still try to take care of them. So either they're going to buy the newspaper for them to uh, and send it to school, or they're going to buy the uh, newspaper and send it to their house locally. Either way, well. What we've done is we've gotten uh, the school's gotten a grant, given us a, a grant, and we were able to last year give all the seniors in Franklin County uh, an online subscription, right. knowing that's that that's cool. that's yeah. the way kids are yeah. that's the way kids right. are going. That's great. So that that certainly speaks to that point to to Alan's uh, point of 
you know, how do you figure this out? You know, what do you do online? What do you not do online? I had that, had that come up today with an advertiser. I got an advertiser that always puts something in print, not only in Brookville, but in Liberty. And uh, their subscription of all things, their subscription to the paper so they can check their ads and everything else. And they what they read, it ran out. So what do you do as a salesperson? Do you send them, hey, we'll re-up that for you. It's $39. Or do you tell them, hey, I've got a deal for $48. Right. But if you give them the $48, then, you, then you've introduced them to the online and, you know, yeah, where, where are you going with that? There's, right, a, yeah, there's a fine yeah, line. There's right, a trade-off there. There's right. a trade-off for people reading the paper and people yeah. purchasing the printed paper. Yeah. You might get nine extra dollars on a sale, but you might alienate a an advertiser that, that right. loves print right now. Right. It depends on that business and his, right. what his demographic is. Who's he going after? Yes. You know, you know me, I, auto repair and side-by-sides, my demographic is more younger for the most part. I mean, we have older people, but more and more online. I mean, my everything I do is all online just because it's faster, easier to get to somebody. Sure. Uh, well, and I, I, you know, for me, I mean, I don't know if I can tie all you guys. I'm the oldest one here. You are the <laughs> oldest one here, yes. Thanks for reminding us. You're the you wisdom. still the oldest one here. I, I'm the you word. Are. Remember, yeah. you're the I'm word. the word. You're the word. But um, I still wow. prefer, I, I still <laughs> prefer <laughs> to sit and... Yes. And with the printed paper or a printed magazine as opposed to, yeah. you know, doing it online for whatever reason. You know, I can sit in my lounge chair. I can I can lay it down and and, you know, go don't get a go cup black. of coffee. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I don't have to come back and find right. out where I it's was. It's that pause in time where you can sit yeah. back and pause. Right. So so then these I think, Brian, too, I think this this niche is really kind of cool for. An area like this, because okay, so Franklin County's got you know a population of 20, 25,000 people roughly, and I think as opposed to you know when you're talking about Cincinnati, Cincinnati paper in the big cities, you're talking about a couple high schools. So most of us, when we have kids in school, know all the other families that have kids in school, so we're interested. We have those interests, local ties, and recognize. You know, even people, even people on the other half of the county, we know them, mm-hmm. and right. and I think that's that's something that, you know, when you're talking to big city schools, there's so many schools, there's no way you can, you right. can communicate and you can touch people that way, like like you guys can, um, with this local paper. The other thing I wanted to ask is, we, you talked about the online versus the print. So again, I, I prefer the print. I'm just more comfortable with it. Grow up with that. He's old because I'm old. <laughs> they were chiseling his first papers, <laughs> <laughs> like the so, Flintstones. Or yeah, it's like so, Flintstones. Well, I was thinking more Moses. <laughs> <laughs> so bring it on, guys. So, but I, I'm kind of interested in what are you seeing trend wise, just even locally, when you talk about your printed versus versus your online subscriptions. Are you are you seeing it starting to trend? You know, starting to trend more to the online. Not not from what we've seen so far. Um, we we are getting uh, we are getting quite a few online, but uh, most of our most of our print customers are staying with us, uh, getting a subscription for the next year or even next two years um as as they're looking you know looking ahead or trying to get some kind of deal but uh but no uh we'll we'll continue to grow the online i mean the idea is is growing the online 
through what we said with the high school seniors, right? Uh, giving that to them, and and now because we have, you know, because we have five different high schools in our uh, in our right. area. Now we have five different high schools to do that with. It, you know, last year it was 174 seniors, so it's 174 new subscriptions. Right. And if we do that in Oldenburg and we do that in uh, Batesville, Batesville and Rushville, yeah, and we can do East Even Seven, out of the county. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Right. But it's right there. So, so, yeah. Part of it, I think, <clears throat> so the online subscriptions, um, sort of like your. Ruben's boys. If you wouldn't have given them a subscription to the Democrat, they wouldn't have looked at it. They wouldn't have looked at it. No. It's a, it's, there's a, it's a niche gender, market. Uh, not gender, and there's an age, there yeah. there's an age thing there. That's right. Uh, most, I would say most millennials don't look at a newspaper. They look at social media for their news. Well, they want right. instant, yeah. they want instant yeah. gratification. So instant. What, what's nice is you guys post on the social media. Your, some of your articles that, that get directs them back to the paper, but right. that's why I think the there's not a, as much of an uptick in online stuff. Right, it's going to be our generation that starts to tra- transition to that. Right, the younger generations. Uh, when I say younger, you know, the, the millennials, right. they're not the newspaper folks. Yeah, not online no. or printed paper. No. So. And and you know, now it's the the digital media, so digital social news is is so uh, opinion wise and not really fact driven, and and the local stuff is fact driven, right? And the reason why you know it's fact driven is because you know the people involved with it, right? And it's uh, I think I think that there's other pushes, and I think about marketing and stuff because I said in these these meetings about driving this thing is <clears throat> what is it you can do to tell the people locally using a visual tool. Pick this paper up and buy it for a gift. This is the best gift you can give somebody. What's a subscription now? How much is it for one year? Uh, $39. $39. For $39, you get 52 weeks of information, of local information. It's the best gift that you can give your friend, child, family member, neighbor, whatever you can. And, and look, it keeps them connected, too. And I, when I, my boys got this, like, hey, I started getting the Brookfield paper. I was like, yeah, I know. He goes, I, I bought that for you. Like, Wow, I didn't even think about to go out and buy that. But I, I yeah. that's the part. How do you how do you take today's niche market with the, with this type of style and stand there publicly in a visual tool and say, consider this for a gift? Because I think it's where your route is to go. Well, there there's a couple things. The, first of all, you mentioned it. You've you've got to give the facts. Uh, we went so many years. Like I said, I was gone for 30 years. Couldn't control that. Uh, got to watch it from a distance, but we went so many years where we did not give the facts. We gave opinion, right? And we're out of that business. That's great. Uh, we're, we're, we're we're back to giving the facts. It's what we're going to do. Um, you know, to to your point about uh, you know what do you what do you tell these people to get them involved? Well, we've started with that. We started with uh, the kids page. Right. So we, we've we've started with the third, fourth, fifth graders. They they have something in the paper. We've got the history page that takes care of uh, an older generation that wants to see everything that they grew up with in the newspaper. Great. And then the next piece to that, obviously, the talking about the high school and getting uh, the seniors uh, a subscription as they as they go off to college or or go into the workforce. The the other piece of that is we're all of the school newspapers have died so we're going right. so we're going into our next page that we'll have will be the wildcat press the bulldog press awesome. the lion press 
and they'll get one, they'll get one page, one full page, once a month, where their kids will come. The kids from school will come in. So that's gonna that's gonna draw everybody back in. It'll draw the the kids that are writing, right. the kids that know the kids that are writing, the people that want to be involved with it, right. and, and and it brings everybody in. But we're trying to hit each each different age group is what we're is what we're after. Well, the other nice thing about the small town hometown newspapers is, I mean, when we were growing up. I was in 4-H big, and you know, right. you wanted to get the paper because if you got a trophy or something, you knew your picture was in the paper. Picture's I mean, my mom kept them all when we got married. Just well, just a couple of years ago, my mom's getting older now. She's cleaning the house, so she gathered everybody's stuff up, and she handed me this book, and it had all the newspaper articles of all the times the 4-H pictures I had. You know, right. if I got a trophy and rabbits or whatever, you got all those that memorabilia back that you don't get. You know, with digital media, oh, wow, that's cool. And then you forget about it tomorrow, and yeah. where did it go? You've got to go look for it. I, I've got some good pictures of uh, you with a crown on. <laughs> <laughs> I was the next year. Well, I was just I was the yeah. prince. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a there's a guy in Northwest Indiana that owns about six or eight newspapers, and he said if you don't do refrigerator news. Then you're not gonna make you're it. You're right. You're right. right. So, and, and so they you, get the so rest. You call it what you want, but it's absolutely what people are looking. Well, you for. get the rest of the crap everywhere else. Yeah, and it's force fed to you, right. nonstop. You know, you talk about social media news. You can't get on anything without some news article, email. If you sign up for one thing, you get nine emails with opinion news. Well, and, and it's, I've deleted it's injected news. It's not news you're looking for. Right. Yeah. It's that's injected. what I mean. It's forced right. at you, and it and the headlines are misleading. And right. So the other thing is so. I have family that live in Pennsylvania that grew up here. My uncle, to this day, gets the, the Democrat. Right. Or the American, which I don't think he'd get anything called Democrat. But <laughs> uh, but that's how he keeps up with what's going on. He keeps up with old friends. Um, I mean, it's a way, you know, it's a connection. you're not here, it's a connection. When my mom and dad go to Florida... And they get it shipped down there, and yes. that's their way to keep a connection. So my mom and dad are in their 80s. Um, the first thing they told me after you guys purchased the paper was there was finally some more substance in the paper. They enjoy it. Um, so, you know, and that's – they as a kid growing up, you know, we had a Cincinnati paper, which at the time was like that. Oh, yeah, it was a book. We'd have the Democrat yep, Palladium item. Um the register. Journal Press Register and uh, Harrison Record. I yep. mean, at the time, that's how everybody got and their news. We didn't have the internet. The Inquirer and right. the Post. Right. I mean, we got both. So, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we weren't we weren't rich enough. We just got the Post. <laughs> yeah. We stole the neighbors. <laughs> you know. So you know, the internet and social media took a lot of those papers away. I mean, a lot of them aren't here. You know, sort of like you know when you purchased the, the Batesville and the, the Greensburg. You know, it's 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 a dying dying art almost that. You know, so here's here's something I'd like to touch because we're talking about communities and stuff like that, and we have an East Central guy here, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. two of them. Okay. Two of them. I, where, where do you get your news? There is none right now. Well, it's, it's, actually, no. The Bright Beacon, Bright Beacon, kind of yeah. did what, yeah. but it's like once a month, though, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's monthly, but they're so, they're kind of the right. same. They but went in on the, the same, same situation. Batesville, Oldenburg, Brookville, East Central—they're very well connected. Carnesville, right? Liberty. 
I think there's a there should be a page in there for East Central too because well, and so the problem East Central's got is they don't have a town right a correct. town correct. like Lawrence. But we got, like, we got 1,100 kids like there. Oh, the school, yeah, yeah. 1,100 schools bigger than school. Brookville probably. So they, but. The, the problem is they're they're diverse, so they have folks right. in Bright, which right. is Beacon. You got they five have, towns. They have you know when I grew up Summon. there. Right. I grew up there, and I had a four seven zero two five zip code, which was Lawrenceburg. So you got the Journal Press, right? The Harrison paper, Harrison Ohio paper covered us because right. we were, you know, ten right. miles from Harrison. I've got a Brookville zip code in St. Leon, so right. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing. There's no, there's no one zip code like here. You got four seven zero and two. Right. Oh, that's easy. And that's, it's, I find it. It's, it's sad because we're pretty connected with all these central as well as the local. Yeah, ones. I mean, I, I see a way for him to be able to connect with one of the papers Agree. or both partially to draw and then draw readership. Because my mom's been reading the, the Democrat since I was a little kid. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like Dallin said, you got three or four papers. My grandma got one. My mom would get one. They'd read it and then switch. So they didn't have to buy two because we're side by side. So, But, I mean, you still got a lot. I think there's probably readership there that you just don't realize because we're the 47012 zip code but we're in Dearborn County. So Right, and when you talk high school uh, around here and you talk high school sports, East Central's in the conversation. Sure. Always. So yeah, I mean it's right. that that's what that's what the paper is built <clears throat> Just on. so you know, they better be <laughs> yeah. Hey, they beat uh, what was it? The beat LaSalle this year in football. It was yeah. a it was a throw in game that they figured they were going to lose LaSalle. What you're hearing they, now is the popular and proud 15 side. That's right. right. We graduated right. from East Central. Hey, when you can beat LaSalle, I think it was on their turf too, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. when you beat them at their turf, yeah, you shake some heads and Cincinnati. Franklin County, we chase down Sal's. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So I, we have listeners all over, from all over the place. In the country, so and the we just happen to be talking about our little town. So this applies to your little towns as well. So all I can say is, give your local newspaper. You know, if you don't get it, get it. Give give them a shot. Well, and let them and let them know what you want to read. Yeah, right. talk to them. them. Right. In this world of in this world of instant instant everything, nobody takes the time to just walk in and and don't email them. Don't you know? Stop and walk in and talk to a face and say, "Hey, this is what I think," and I have my friends. And you'd be surprised at how much more uh, your your vo- your words mean when it's you took five minutes of your life to walk in a door and say, "Hey," and you know, here's what I think and. And right. just give your opinion. You don't have to yell. Don't have to scream to say, hey, this is what I think. I would subscribe if I saw this. And yeah, like Alan said, that's worldwide. Everybody yeah. wants to see. And even in other countries. I mean, yeah. we have listeners in a bunch of other countries. They all have newspapers. You know, and, and, and in most cases, maybe they don't have social media to the extent we do. Right. So they may rely on a newspaper more. So, And they may be looking at us going, you guys are crazy. Our papers have been this way for forever and still are. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and you a bunch of Indiana hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about things with paper. My sister-in-law, uh, she, we saved our papers. She lives in South Carolina now. Uh, Margie's sister, Tina. And we send her the papers because she cuts the obituaries out, laminates them, and mails them to the family. She's been doing that for years. And so we save them, and we take them to ship them or take them to South Carolina for it. And I'm thinking, won't you just get a subscription down yeah. there, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she doesn't know that, but that's Christmas. on the, Merry Christmas. That's on the Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, guess this what? This, so. this podcast has come out in a couple of weeks. She's going to know. She's going to know. She's got to get her something else then. Right. <laughs> so what we're going to do is uh, my glass is empty. And uh, I believe it's time to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to come back and talk to a few of the people that work for Brian. So this should be interesting. You know, he's not going to be able to hear everything they've got to say about him, but uh, 
Got a, I'll have a good idea. You have a good idea. Coming. Yeah. So they can come back to me afterwards and see what they want to edit out. You're you're going to run into a couple uh, fireballs. So, be so ready. McKenna, I already know. Uh, yeah. You know, she did a, a very nice article for a church and one for the Sugar Shack here. So I want to talk about that timing a little bit. So she did, and we'll talk about that when she gets up here, but she did an article for uh, my Sugar Shack business. The week after that ran is when COVID hit. One of the things you guys did as a newspaper uh, several weeks into COVID is you sent everybody in the zip code a newspaper for free. And I thought that was awesome. Yes. That was uh, that was kind of part of the plan. It's just, uh, you know, there's people that's not getting out. And uh, we've, we've made some changes. It's time for you guys to see this again. And it just it coincided with uh, with your business and and worked out well. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll talk more before about you let that, him go. I want to discuss just a couple things. We can get I wanna, him back on here a little later. Well, I'm just going to compliment Brian Ways on one. The kids page is awesome. Okay, outstanding work. The the history page is great. I love seeing the old pictures, the high school pictures and stuff. It's awesome, and it drives me back to the paper. You told me about that about a year ago. You said you were putting that in. I think you've done a great job on that, and kudos to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And and uh, the people that you're going to talk to, they're responsible. Great. Great. Yeah. Good deal. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, Brian Noah. And we'll be right back. Here's Big Bubble again. I'd like to tell you about one of our other services we offer. It's the Big Bubba's Ghost Busting Services. That's right. You might have a wayfaring spirit. Maybe some poltergeist flying around. Maybe just a green slimy ball and you need to get rid of it. Just give us a call. We'll get our pitchforks, our scoop shovels, throw the cattle racks on the truck, and we'll take care of it for you. We actually just bought some new equipment straight off of eBay. We got us one of them there proton packs, along with a mini ecto containment unit. We're not quite sure how to use those yet, but we were told if you have those, you ain't ever afraid of no ghosts. That's right. Give us a call. Big Bubba's Ghost Hunting Services. Big Bubba's Ghost Hunting Services. Not licensed in the United States? Please make sure you sign all the waivers and forms. Good luck. We're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and our special guest, McKenna Mays. Speak up, McKenna. I'm going to turn you up just a hair. I know. Super quiet. <laughs> so, McKenna is a uh, reporter for uh, the newspaper. I know McKenna. She did a great article on our church, Creekside Church, and then did one on um, Stanger Sugar Shack right before the syrup uh, open house that we held here. Well, I'll be 
which was quickly followed by COVID-19 for a bunch of us, yeah. including myself. I don't know if you knew that, but right after that, I was sick for yeah, three I heard weeks. About that. So, so McKenna does a lot of articles in her newspapers. You know, I've seen a bunch of them. Ruben, you kind of mentioned that earlier. So what got you into journalism? Honestly, um, I don't quite remember. Um, I was in high school. I always knew that I wanted to do something with writing, but I wasn't quite sure what to do. So when I got into college, it kind of just came naturally to jump into journalism and do as much as I could with writing. I didn't know if I wanted to be an author, if I wanted to go that route, because I, prior, prior to college, had no experience with writing because, you know, we don't have a media program at the high school anymore. But um, So I just jumped right into it, no experience, and ended up liking it a lot and kept on that path. So, I know offline we talked a little bit, but you're local to the area originally? Yeah, I've always lived up near St. Leon, St. Peter's Road. And, and that's the good that's side. That's the good side. That's the, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Side, yeah. yeah, that's a good side. <laughs> Here we go again. And what school did you go to? Um, I went to Mount Carmel School and then I went to Franklin County High School. <laughs> oh, what the heck? Thought went we boom, her. Baby. went downhill oh, from there. Went downhill. <laughs> she's she's at the lost 24. Well, she. she <laughs> So tell me, what's what's most rewarding about you know working for the newspaper and going out and, and doing articles? So when I went to college, I went to Franklin, and uh, I kind of quickly joined our campus newspaper. And then from then, I interned at the State House. And I think the most rewarding thing is like you put so much work and effort into your writing, and then to see your name out there. And that's really cool. And then to be able to, you know, like, come home and take all of that knowledge and experience that I gained when I was in college kind of give it back to my hometown you know the best way that I can right cool cool so you've you've covered you know you cover a wide range of stories so what's your favorite type of story that you like to cover there's got to be a favorite yeah um, so when I was interning at the State House, I kind of dreaded that. You know, every every multimedia <laughs> journalist. A little boring there, was oh, it? Oh, yeah, I was dreading that. But um, every multimedia journalism student that goes through Franklin College, you have to do at least a semester at the State House. You're covering state and local politics, kind of like you would think the most mundane thing ever. But um, I actually, I loved that. And then when I got to uh, Brookville, I would cover, you know, town council, area planning commission, county council, school board, all of that and I actually don't hate that anymore it's really interesting but I would say probably my favorite are feature articles where I can get in and really talk to people you know learn them and tell their stories I find that way more interesting cool so being being in the local paper and it's you're not and it's a weekly paper you're not rushed to have the headline so is it in, in the major world you know it's better to be first than right sometimes and with the way things are going so do you find that more appealing being in a small town that you don't have to rush to print that you can make sure you get the information right you know is that a is that a benefit to you or do you look for the excitement of being in the headline mm-hmm. so that's kind of like a constant battle you have to deal with there are dailies weeklies um, again when I worked at the state house you were pretty much covering the event and then writing it as you go and then putting it out and that was kind of stressful because I like to get my information, go through it again, go through it a bunch of times, put it out. But um, it's kind of like uh, you have to 
decide what needs to go out right away because I mean we do have a little bit of competition in the area so it's nice to be able to get that story out ahead of everybody but at the same time you want to make sure all your facts are right and most of the time since we're weekly we have more time to delve into different sources and information and kind of get our stuff a little more together so I like that personally good so I read a lot of your articles in fact almost all of them and I think you're a very creative writer I think you're really you you Represent everything your your subject matter really well. Thank you. Uh, and, and I know that you do a lot of the political stuff locally here in town. Uh, in comparison to what you see here from like your college or state house, do you find this to be more more your niche of things than it is to be in like a bigger area in a bigger city? Um, I find that I have more um, personal interest because I know. Like it, I know the people usually directly. I know it affects the people directly. And of course, I mean, at the state level, you have the same thing. But I think I take more interest personally in covering the local stuff as opposed to stuff at the state level. Okay. So the, on, on top of that, have you crossed the line with any of your people that you've reported on, anybody you've reported on, and they've come back and, like, called you on it or questioned you about it? Has that happened to you? Um, Honestly, not so much because I, I'm, i like, a person where I like to, like, go to meetings, get my interviews, and make sure I listen to it again. And, again, you know, that's the advantage of being a weekly. You have the time to go in and do that. So most of the time I'm pretty much in the clear. I mean, I'm sure I'll make mistakes, but okay. it happens. Well, and if you're basing your writing more on fact than a opinion there's less chance for controversy too because it's not what you think it's hey here's what was said i'm just letting you know so it kind of saves you from some of that backlash too exactly even in a small town i've seen some past uh, verbiage come out of some of the reporting that was done in the past and some uh, tempers were flared over some of the subjects so and uh it's uh, it's made a difference in what I've seen late locally. I mean, in some of your writings and stuff, not so much of a of a backlash from the reporting, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I think you've done really well with that. But you know, I, two years ago, I'd like that. A lot of backlash coming back. A lot of a lot of backfeed. The opinion page or not the opinion page or uh, letters, letters to the editors, to the editors were just yeah. blown so, out of proportion. And, yeah. So McKenna, how long have you been with the paper? Um, a little over two years now. Okay, and that that was since the new ownership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the right of the transition. Yeah. When you go back, when you go back, you know, having grown up here, and I assume reading the paper, what do you see as the biggest improvement? I guess from then to now, and how you guys are processing the news now. I guess, I mean, it's never going to be a field that you're going to make everybody happy in. That's just kind of what you have to deal with. Um, personally, I think you're you're right. I liked getting rid of some of, you know, like the letters to the editors, judging them a little more harshly than we did of, you know, running everything. So I agree. I think stuff is a little more balanced. I mean, it's not perfect yet. There are some tweaks that I still think need to be made, but um, I'll agree with you there. Okay. Nothing's perfect. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, one of the challenges in this day and age is differentiating between real news and fake, fake news, news, which is opinion. So, I, I think that's one of the things you guys have been trying to to take care of. That it's not fake news; it's news, and you know, it might be good news for some people, bad news for people, but it's it's the it's the news. Right. Majority of the time truth of the news doesn't create drama no it's, it's people can read it and go right, oh, okay oh, okay right and yeah and, the thing is and, and like, uh, I, we've, yeah, I think that as in the past not last couple of years been really good but before that 
I was losing faith in reading the articles because I felt like I wasn't getting the true substance of what was going on. Well, I think, especially with the letters to the editor, there was a few Lord. people that just were con- just controlling it, yeah, right. controlling what was happening there, and it just. It got to be negative. You didn't want to read it. It was a cesspool. Yeah. You, you can get that on every, everywhere Every, else. So right, why right. why turn to that for the same thing? You know, uh, you think about articles. So I I was reading a paper a few weeks back, and I have to admit, I was reading a paper, and I was doing an online section, and I was like on Facebook, and I'm like, why is it that I'm reading in the Brookville paper about a car crash in Shelbyville County, Shelby County and stuff? And I'm like, why are we seeing that Brookville paper? And then I got to thinking afterward. Was it associated? It was nothing associated with Brookville. So I made a comment like, I'm "Sure, I understand why we're seeing these, right? Um, a molestation in like Greens, you know, Upper Greenfield or something." I, 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 I that sort of threw me off for, for a while. But I understand it's, it's like an outreach, right? People that are going, "Hey, what's going on in Harris County?" It's a quick section, and I, so I, I sort of turned back away from that. And I've been watching that. So, so I, I got to tell you, Ruben, I almost crossed the line when you posted that. Did you? Did you? I did. <laughs> Because uh, your comment was, you know, this isn't Franklin County. Well, neither was the article in the New York Post about Franklin County's chicken fry. Well, agree, that's agree, true. and that's why I backed off on my yeah. feeling because the largest chicken fry in the country. Right. Well, yeah, right. and you know what's it's funny about that because I was in Rochester, New York, when they ran the chicken gauntlet commercial on Weber or over in uh, Oldenburg, and I picked up a paper in my plant in Rochester, New York, and it had. The chicken from Old Wagner's in Oldenburg on it, and the guy go, "Hey, do you, my employees go, do you know anything about this place?" I know exactly where that is. So you're right, and I, I admit that. Yeah. I just felt it what when I read the paper, like, well, this isn't connected. Why is it doing the paper? But I have to remember, I have to remember that we are reaching out also. Mm-hmm. So that's important to know that too. Yeah. Plus, you know, they own a couple other papers now, so there, I, I think there's going to be some crossover probably. Some probably. Point, so. but I was still, honest about it. I just like. What is this? But even that, that's not that far out of range that, you know, it's it, still... It just a, caught me off guard because right. I hadn't seen it. Well, and you're getting, you got used to something and then there was a change, so it's just, just something different to right. see. Um, but anyway, I, one more question that for our listeners, they can't tell, and maybe they can, you're from a different generation than us, so... Yes. And we were talking to Brian, that how do you, how are you drawing in, I mean, how do you see yourself helping draw your generation to an older style or do you, are you looking more to the future that your writing's going to be digital only and the print's going to go away or are you trying to draw people back to the print or trying to draw your generation to the print yeah so going into this field you know none of my professors were like hey you know this is a booming industry you're always gonna have a job that was never a lie um they actually like switched the degree around to make it multimedia so i'm trained in radio print and broadcast so i can you can jump around do whatever you want with that but um i mean it's never been a thing to me that i'm always going to have a job being a writer so did she say broadcast she did yes. uh, might be looking for rehire her for your job <laughs> that's, I could a, use that's a semester of work's not gonna yeah, we figured out she's got a full degree <laughs> too full degree in it. <laughs> but um so when i first found out that i got the job you know i'd visited to john talked to him knew brookville was a little more old school and so i had a lot of big ideas when i was coming in um mainly being the website I don't know if you remember our old website. Not very user-friendly. And uh, so when I first got there, I actually talked to Chris, our graphic designer. And I was like, hey, I have a lot of, you know, ideas for this. I think we're really going to have to make a push towards, you know, digital. I think 
we're going to be pretty phased out in print soon, you know. It's going to be more of like an antique, you know, something that people look back on. And uh, so that's always been kind of like a forethought in my mind. And fortunately, Brian and the new owners were really, really motivational in pushing that um, website out. So, you know, Chris and I took that, designed our whole new website, have a pretty good layout for that now, much more user-friendly. And, um, you know, we've talked podcasts. We've been doing more videos. So there's a lot to keep us kind of relevant, but still having that newspaper that people love and continue to go back to. So we'll talk videos a little bit. So when you did the... Uh, interview with me for the Sugar Shack. You actually did a video, which was awesome. Very good. Um, some other videos that they've been working on. Um, Get Spooky, who we've done a couple podcasts with, right. and did a ghost hunt uh, at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy. Uh, you guys have been with them, uh, doing a little docu series, I guess, with them. So. Right. Um, I, I think that's just a whole other avenue out there for newspapers. Yeah, um, it was. I was. I'll be honest. I was shocked at the quality of, in a good way, that the Sugar Shack video. In fact, uh, that went out to the Indiana Maple Syrup producers, who put that to all the Indiana Maple Syrup producers. It would have been on the state fair this year on their TV scrolling. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that was, um, everybody was impressed. Alan's infamous now. Infamous, yeah. (laughs) So everybody was impressed with that quality, and it was just a very well put together video, so. Thank you. um, It was good. It was good. It was good. So you guys got any other questions for McKenna? Where do you see this paper going print-wise? Because you mentioned that you 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 seem to be because you're a younger generation, you you like mainly focus for for digital. Do you feel that there is a there's a growing or going to continue to grow the substance of physical papers? You know, I hope so because personally, you know, you connect more when you have that piece of paper in front of you. There's a feel, there's a smell. You hear it every time you turn the page. Yep. I like that, you know, just like I would like reading a book more than so like on a tablet. Right. right. So, I mean, I always hope that there continues to be printing presses and papers that go out just because I have a personal connection to it. I think it's much more easier to get your news on a digital platform. But, you know, I mean, like vinyl sales are at an uptick, you know, hopefully there's a rebirth of newspapers that can come around like that as well. And the COVID might have been the blessing for that. Like he said, you know, people were locked up at home, so they've changed. They've changed their thinking of what they want, what they do. I mean, uh, vacation. I, I mean, I'll guarantee when I mean, I know from my business what people are doing with their money and what they're seeing is more important has changed yes. in the last yes. six months than it was. I think vacations for a good long time are going to change and, and different things like print media. I think people connected to them realize family's more important than something else. So in that paper gives them that family connection. And, and, and still the biggest thing, like I said, the biggest thing with print media is, you know, grandma, grandpa, mom, and dad, if they see their son or daughter in the papers, a picture or their name, it's cut out, it's on the refrigerator, it's in the scrapbook. You can't do that with digital. Oh, I'll save a file and I'll put this file somewhere. And 20 years from now, where's that file? It got deleted or when the computer crashed, you lost all your files. So there's still a big benefit to print media that you never duplicate any other way. So. Absolutely. So I got a big story that you can write about. Yeah. Four middle-aged guys got together. 
to put a podcast together. And it's right now one of the fastest growing podcasts in America. Yes. So we're not sure how that happened. Yeah. I guess people wanted to listen to Four Hillbillies in a cornfield. But <laughs> yeah. well, What are we announced? 14, 14 countries? 14 countries. 46 states. Yeah. So we're averaging about 1,000 downloads a week, which is crazy, it quite is. honestly. It is. It's, uh, we weren't. We were hoping we would go there, but we were like, I think I get surprised every week when I get a report from Mount. I didn't get one this week. I didn't get a report so from we, Mount. So we had this week, I didn't tell anybody. So um, earlier in the week, we were at 6,000 downloads. We're at 7,000 already. In a week. Right. That's in a week. awesome. That's it's crazy. Awesome. I'm not sure. You know, it's going to other countries too, which is just... And, and you know, so shout out to all those other countries listening right now. So, yeah. McKenna, you think about that. You know, we were, we were literally just four guys had a thought process over a beer one night and said, hey, you know what, let's do this. And it was when we wanted to have fun, right, and enjoy it and share our life experiences and our thought process and things like that. And it's really gone really well for us. We enjoy doing this. Uh, but now it's we're stepping to the next level. What can we, and we keep talking every week, what can we do to add to make this better? Bring McKenna in, right? We yeah. want to learn what it's like. What are you touching out there in the field? What is it you're seeing? What do you see what people are like? You, uh, are people into the, more towards the media? Are they more towards the physical paper? Uh, what sporting events do they want to hear about? What don't they want to hear about? Okay? It, it, you know, the drivers of those things is the same with us. We, You know, we're talking about who can we have in? We want no, to yeah, have a Navy so, SEAL in. Do we need things like that? Right. So we try to stay uh, out of politics. Out of politics. Uh, that way it's, you know, it's good for everybody. Right. So, right. so just so you guys know, today we had 167 downloads today. Just 7283 is our total. We started the end of May. So. Wow. For us, that's it's amazing. It's really. amazing I mean, for us. So, if you look down, this is let me do all time here, so you can. And like while he's looking, like Ruben said, this was more just for us for fun, and uh, we were on Podbeam, and we weren't, you know, who thought we would be on, you know, iHeart, Apple, everywhere else you can get right. it to too. So. I mean, podcasts are actually an, like an incredible medium. Like you it just is. have this idea one day, and you can take off. And there are groups who go around and like they do tours. And yeah, it's it's wild. well, and I think you know for us, uh, McKenna, it's really we didn't listen to podcasts ourselves no. too much <laughs> until this. I mean, until we kind of said, okay, let's do this, and then so we, I think we all now listen to more other podcasts as well. And uh, and I think part of it is is there's a lot of people out there that that really don't understand the podcast process yeah, so and, right. and and so they don't they don't uh, get on or listen and you know I just talked to a guy this last weekend that kind of got on a podcast driving back from North Carolina he said man he said you know that took that 10 hour drive uh, right. took a lot out of that 10 hour drive and, and, so <clears throat> we're in 19 countries right now I, I hadn't caught I hadn't been checking that but we're in 19 countries so <clears throat> if you look at this map Every country, that's, every state that has a color, we're in as well. There's a few of them that we're not in yet. They don't have internet up there yet, Alan. Yes. Well, that could <laughs> be. Montana, there's not much internet well, in there's, Montana. And there's only 19 people in Montana. Yeah. Now. Sorry if anybody's from Montana. Yeah. We're just kidding. And there's well, they beautiful aren't country. They aren't listening yet. And they're exactly. driving through on vacation. Yeah, so. it's beautiful country. I've been through it. It's it. beautiful country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean... You guys are really popular in Georgia. Yeah, that, that yeah. just took off about two months ago. Well, so. the California is the one that really surprises yeah. us. But no, yeah. California, yeah, you know, but Georgia really took off. Yeah. Holy cow. Downloads hour. 
So I, know, I don't know. I don't. Not sure how that happened, but strange. Hey. Yeah. So when they track this, is all independent IP addresses. So it's not somebody that just sitting there re-listening to them. If they've listened to them once, that's all it counts. So, so hey, Georgia. Well, you know, absolutely. I don't know if it's me, but CNN is in Georgia, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you are picking this up. Maybe they're picking us up. So it's uh, pretty amazing stuff. So our number one download still is the pandemic. So. Uh, and then our very first one. So we released these two at the same time. Uh, but then what's amazing is number three is Gage Pace with Top Sale Hemp. Local guy, uh, local kid, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, to us. To us. Do you know Gage by yeah. any chance? Did you go to school together? Yeah, he's a couple years younger than me. Yeah, so. So he is a kid. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, he's doing his own hemp thing, at C- and it's amazing. It's, yep. Um, and then our podcast about Oak Island with Deidre and Dustin, and so it's all been good, no complaints. So well, while we were if we're while we're on our podcast, if you'll scroll down to the light, we were discussing it off air there. Yeah, that might be a good subject for you. And you've got one a couple of people that have experienced the light with you here tonight so go listen to that podcast and do you know about the light the oxford light yeah, yeah. Oh, she, that's right so she alley. knows oh. well so there you, you go. go so we mother got... grew up in this area <laughs> <laughs> well you so need to listen to that podcast and if you want the unedited version come back and ask jeff one night after we're done and you'll get the unedited version yeah. of it so. uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so it, it's amazing so well, we're going to let McKenna go. Thank you, McKenna. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so for having me. We're yeah, going to take a short coming. break. We'll come back. We're going to. He doesn't want to be on, but we're going to put Chris on. So we got to get I, these young people out of here. Right. It's a Friday night. It's Friday night. Friday night. They do. don't want to be with us. So I'm here with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, McKenna Mays, and I'm Alan Stanger with Cross the Line 1524. We'll be right back. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt and our special guest Chris Tyson. So Chris, he's in front of the microphone instead of behind the camera. He usually hides behind the camera. I try my best. <laughs> so tell us what you do for the paper. Uh, jack of all trades. I started with the graphic design, but I've moved into I do run the website, I do layout of pages, I edit all the photos, I do the photography. Um, the main thing I do is just the graphic design. I make all the ads, the filler ads. Great. So when did you start for the paper? Three years ago, two months ago. So I've got in, um, my grandpa was John Estridge, the editor. Gotcha. He, I, my previous job, I did graphic design. I did some like cover letters and he told me there was an opening there and I've always been, I've always liked the newspaper and being creative, creating stuff. So he... Got me in there, and then I haven't left since. So, did you go to school for journalism or for photography or radio, no. TV production? Self-taught. Yep, Self-taught. everything. Just, I mean, I've always had a huge interest in movies and TV shows. Right. So it's always just, you know, as soon as I got my first camera, and then just editing photos. It's right. Just, just a hobby. And just try to, and especially nowadays, you can get on YouTube and learn just about it, anything. It, you can, so, you can. So, hey, so. You, you got a month on him, then, Alan. Yeah, or I, a semester I did, on him. <laughs> I did a semester of radio TV production. Uh, so, you know, uh, Chris did the video for uh, the interview I did with McKenna for the Sugar Shack. Yep. I don't know if you heard part of our interview, but if the state fair would have been going on this year, that video was going to be shown up there. Oh, that would have been awesome. Um, oh, I bet it, it was, will be this year. Yeah, so it was. It's, 
you know, everybody thought that was just very well put together and explained the kind of the history of not 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 just about the sugar shack here, but the history of sugar and maple right. syrup. Yeah, maple syrup. Period. Yeah. period. So. Yeah, in some way, I, I know I know how the maple syrup works, but watching right. that video, it is very clear. It's not a bunch of malarkey and not blown out. It's just boom, 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 straight facts and straight right through the process. So it was very informative. If you didn't know what it was, you would. Right. And I learned a little bit just watching, even though I've helped you cook it down. So. Right, right. Well, we're having cocktails usually when we cook it down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, Dwayne, throw another log on the fire. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, obviously, since you were there before, uh, Brian, and the current owners, tell us about what you've seen change-wise. So, I, you know, when I, when I was hired in, it was kind of um, a lot of the employees had been there 30-plus years. So, it was routine, not a lot of uh, changes. <laughs> they wanted stuff to stay the same because, you know, it worked. It right. has worked. For right, it's sure. We've been doing this for years 30 old. years. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want, you know, the young people to come in and start saying, well, you know, we can make this process a little easier if we right. just do that. They were, they, no, no, not not about it. <laughs> um, and slowly, like, you know, try to get them to build a new website the entire time I was there. That was not met very well. Not going to happen. Yeah, and then Mick and Brian took over, and, you know, it, it's, you, you can see... Uh, further ahead like we have right. a website they they're open to you know well they did this for 30 years but you know we can change it and it takes 10 steps off a process right. that we do here and i mean it's i mean it's a awesome i mean we were also working on computers from 1992 when i started there with prs 80 computers <laughs> yeah. did, did you have dial up still yeah, pretty much <laughs> But, so uh, just so you know, out here in the country, we still got dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those who have never experienced it, now you, you complain when your page takes 30 seconds. Right. This was you could hit enter and go make a sandwich or cook dinner and come back, and it might be there. Unless somebody <laughs> called you. and then, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, then it's, how, how about the days the, of the old dial-up? Remember the old dial-up modems? Now on AOL, yeah, <laughs> and they were the pioneer. I mean, it was, they were, yeah. out about it. So anyway, so where do you see yourself going from here, or do I, you see yourself? So you're local, grew yes. up in local. Yep. Um, so there's got to be. So I'm gonna speak for myself. So I'm semi-local, and I moved all the way to the Florida Keys. Oh wow! About as far away as you as far can get. Away you get. <laughs> I was closer to Cuba than Miami. <laughs> So I will tell you one of the most rewarding things I ever did was move back home. Yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself in the future? I mean, I don't. Just went uh, to Las Vegas uh, a couple months ago, and I've been to Arizona. I mean, in an ideal world, I would like to move west somewhere like that. But I mean, I most likely will stay around here. I like the video aspect of it. I mean, I like right. graphic design. I love being part of the newspaper and the community, but. I, mean, I think my passion would be getting more into multimedia type stuff. Um, yeah, I think it would be cool to go around to smaller businesses and, you know, tell their stories, kind of like the Sugar so, Shack. Game so, do you see that opportunity happening here? I, I think it's very possible. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think so as well. So, so interesting stuff. <laughs> Ruben, you're getting ready to ask something, I can tell. <laughs> well, I saw some smoke. You see that? Yeah. Gears <laughs> are turning. Well, you know, I, 
it's it's great that I've known Chris since he's a little young chap. Yeah. And you didn't even know he's going to be here tonight. I did, did not you? know. I walked in, I was like, wow, I know. And uh, I've known his, his parents. And it's good to see somebody local still digging into the local thing. You know, I think there's there's room to take this whole paper, both physical and digital, to another level when it comes to video. Oh, yeah. I do. Uh, the you Being able to do on-site reaction, on-site video of local things happening and being able to present that in a digital format as well as back it up with the with the paper. I, yeah. I see that. I really do. Yeah. And the, the market's out there. We, we have talked about that, but we're not ready for anything like that. But we had talked about taking our podcast to the video version of the podcast but we're not ready there, right? It's, Nobody it's wants to see us. Nobody, yeah. right. Look at us. <laughs> Who's going to want to look at us? Come on, <laughs> man. They're all fat. <laughs> right? No, it's just the kind of thing where I see that. I mean, you know, for instance, the, the election thing. You, you, we can go down and take some pictures. You can do an article on it. Mm-hmm. You can actually go there live, right? Right. And you could cr- create a live and people can get a feed or I don't know, online and see that and take yeah. it to there. I, I see that being uh, another part where you can take this paper. Yeah, and that, that was... That was a big idea for this year, and then March hit, and yes, you know, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a big time where we weren't allowed to be face to face with people or right. you know do interviews, so that put a hampering on it. But we're definitely that's that's my goal. That's that's something yeah, I th- put this year, we got the website this year. Actually, you know, the history books has an asterisk next to it. Yeah, right. Everybody right. had aspirations and dreams of what was happening this year, right? And yeah. you know, a lot of that stuff didn't happen and won't right. happen. And I mean, there's still I mean, it's still out there, so and it's going to be here for a while. Yeah. We're just going to yeah. have to learn. It just, to work you got to learn it. to live. I'm sorry, but you got to learn to live with it. Yes, this is coming from somebody that had it. Lived through. I was in bed, you know, three weeks straight. Yep. Thought I wasn't going to make it. So, it's just you. You can't live in fear. No. So, so we talk, and we talk about. So we talk about the printed versus, you know, the online stuff, and so that's where the video comes in with with that online stuff, and. Uh, you know, so I guess that's the part that, because I like the printed paper, yeah. you know, and, and of course, I enjoy the videos, too. Um, so that's the part I miss, because I don't do the online thing. Right, yeah. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the... Uh, he wants to be able to touch the I'm paper. waiting for the Harry... <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. waiting for the, the, the Harry Potter. Potter. No, the Harry Potter oh, version. Yeah, the Harry yeah, Potter yeah. version. Yeah. And, and he's, yeah. you know, he's the right generation. reality there. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's the right generation. You see that coming? And when I Man. pick up my paper and watch a video right on my well, newspaper. Hey, Jeff, yeah. when he figures that out, we'll never see him <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we can say we had him on a podcast. Yeah, we, that's right. We can pull this one up. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, there is augmented reality already. You scan a barcode on your phone, yeah. and it pulls up. I mean, oh, maybe that's something I'll start working. Well, on. hey, I've been hey, working I like hey, it. there yeah. you go. Yeah, well, t- yeah, because I do. I do have a. I do have an iPhone. Uh, so I could I could do that. Hey, so Android can scan too. Well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I would. You know, and it's, you mentioned I I've, I've done a lot of work for printing augmented reality, and uh, it's great stuff. And, and that's where I think, like, man, you and they actually be able to have a look. It's camera app cool. right on newspaper and you actually watch the video of the actual reporting that you did there you go man. QR code and that's yeah. where I see so our business card put it down to myself I had yeah, a QR our, code our, yeah, to yeah. an article yeah. that links yeah. you to the digital our, well they can actually take the video will actually when you wave it over the phone the, the picture will start playing yeah. right so and our yeah. business yeah. cards are, yeah. are in a way 
So the backside is a QR code. Right. You scan that, you go. It goes right to the website. Right. Yep. Bam. So then you can link to your, you know, to our podcast and everything right, right there. So. The uh, those nineteen crimes wine bottles. I worked on those labels. Yep. Okay. Oh really? Yes, I worked on those. Got an indi- It's called a hidden indicia within the printing. It's, and when you your phone just the camera on will come on. That picture will start, start playing. playing. Yeah. And it tells the story of the crime. Right. I, I like to see that. Developed. That's cool. It is very cool, and I've I've got a lot of work involved in that, and it's it's really pretty simple. Hey, I'm ready to see down. it in my Brookfield paper. I mean, um, we need to talk. We need <laughs> yeah. to talk to some ownership here. Yeah, uh, yes. Where's the owners back? Yeah, and you talk about people running to get a paper, like, oh, this is cool stuff, right? You know, I see that yeah. that you could actually use that. You know, you you have a picture of the local guys, the great touchdown pass that was that was caught. You know, you'll be cool. able to take your phone over it and actually and watch, watch it. the pass. Right, right. would be right. cool. See, that's and you heard it first. First, right here. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And I can pilot you on across the line. Yeah. <laughs> Do we get royalty rights I, to I'm that? Thinking. Or something? I'm thinking. We got some dreaming going on yeah. here, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But that's so, where I see it going. I think it's great. That's I, an idea. Know, it's good yeah, to see cool. a local guy uh, dug into this yep. and, yep. and taking it to another level. Well, and, and and I'm gonna. No, no, I mean, no college, basically, just all self-taught. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing for the kids that are out there that are getting out of school that just don't want to go to college. I mean, look around the world. Steve Jobs, all these people that have, have very little. I mean, all, all the way down to Alan Stanger, very little or no college, <laughs> college experience. But, I mean, hey, Alan's a successful in the contracting world right now. And right. No college, you know. Right. His semester of AD is paying off was, now, yeah. but but I mean you can do something creatively and, and succeed without the degree. Just you apply yourself, Absolutely. figure it out, Absolutely. and yeah. use your own drive to make it work. There's no excuse yeah. that I can't afford college. I can't do this. That's you saying I can't. In your pocket, you have everything they can teach you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're just w- applying yourself to what see, you're passionate about. You're one letter away. It's I can you, or I can't. Yeah. yeah. You, you have the attitude that a lot of folks don't. Don't write. I mean, that's that's the you're difference. Right. Right. That's why you're successful. In yeah. And school. you know, and COVID, you'll continue COVID to grow. this year actually pushed a lot of kids away from college. Yeah. They decided, you know what, I'm going to get a job. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of them, I mean, I read a large article on that the other day about the large percentage of kids that could not go to school said, you know what, I'm going to get a job. And they're out there in the trades now and they're realizing, right. why would I want to go when I'm making this? Right. right. Yeah. To Spend a hundred grand and yeah. be in debt for life or, right. or make a hundred grand <laughs> in some trade. Well, and there's a, you know, again, there's a much bigger, there's a much bigger push now for that realization. Yes. Yes. And I'll mention Micro. I mean, he's just nationally known and that's his big drive is, listen, um, not, first of all, I mean, I can tell you from my own children's experience, some kids are built for college and some aren't. Yes. And, and, um, you know, and either way. Um, with the right drive like you have Chris uh, and like you said that education's at the tip of your fingers if you have the discipline to drive yourself to learn and then to go out and work hard at it and um, and so you know college degrees are great for the right people but but there's plenty of opportunity for people who aren't built for that and unfortunately uh, we we've hopefully coming out of a generation that just felt like that four year degree was an absolute necessity well, they, and it's not. They it was, were pushed. They were right. forced. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, so it I'll started give, with us. Uh, it did. Yeah. So I'll give you 
You're absolutely right. So it did. Yep. In high, I mean, I was looked down on because I went to trade school. You're just yep. going to be a mechanic. Exactly. So I'll never forget. So I went to college <laughs> for one semester, came out, and then started working construction for Linus Construction. I just I was gonna it was gonna be my holdover. Well, I was making twenty five dollars an hour in, in 1985. 1985. Right, so, a lot of money. That was huge money. So huge you want, money. You want to know the truth? I was making. He probably he doesn't listen to podcasts, so he won't hear this. But I was bringing home more money than my father was. Yeah. Uh, and he happened to see one of my checks. <laughs> it was like, right. yeah, oh yeah. Right. Um, so I didn't go back to college. You know, I fortunately I, I did night school, and the company sent me there. And you know, right. I'm, I'm where I'm at now. So my youngest son Levi went back to Purdue. Uh, the company that he worked for during the summer. It's when my oldest son works for. I'll say the name. It's Lithgo. They've already told him. We'd like you to work out of our Indianapolis office during the summer. We'll pay for your housing and workforce. Yeah. yeah. That's it's great. Awesome. It's because there's and a lack of right. workers, skilled workers who want to work. Right. And will work. And yeah. will work. And then they're probably looking at him that, hey, he's going to get a degree. He well, can, they already he can to... work. Yeah, he'll be in management yeah. or being a boss once he gets yeah. out of college. So. Well, they're, they're a company, and I love what they do. Uh, my, so my oldest son... Won a concrete competition, and you know, believe it or not, he's in construction management. So he won this concrete competition sponsored by Lithgo. So before he was out of college, they hired him, asked him what city he wanted to work in. But what they do is they put him in the field for several years first. They don't put him straight in the office. Right. They put him in the field. So he knows. So he knows. Right. Yeah. You know, he worked in the field for our company and for some of my subs. But you know, the company, the hiring was a big company. Hey, for two years, three you're years, get you're dirty. working in the field, you're getting dirty. So, you know, when you're in that office, when you tell somebody or you're trying to figure out a bid, you know what it takes to do that exactly. job. Absolutely. So, being, being in the automotive world, every automotive engineer should have to work as a mechanic right. for two years before they're allowed to think about designing a car. <laughs> so, right. I'm going to go one more step. So, this is construction industry. If you're an architect, and I may have some architect friends listening, <laughs> an architect should be required to work in the construction field for at least two years. Absolutely. Yes. You're right. Um, I got some great friends who are architects. I've got some architects who aren't great friends because <laughs> they draw stuff that's impossible. You just can't do it. It looks right. so pretty. So I think with when we talk about Chris and and where you're getting your start, see you're you're learning it from the underside. You, yeah, you, yeah. So so regardless of where you elect to go with this, um, you'll have more intuitive understanding of what it takes. Just natural instinct. Then a lot of people that are going to come come in and, and with their four year degree in graphic design yeah. because they don't have they don't have the the yeah, hands on and right. making mistakes, fixing them. I mean, you know, it's being there. Well, they just don't have the right. the intuitive yeah. drive to figure it out and make it work. They've been right. just sitting in a classroom making numbers. It's a numbers game, you know. Pa- yeah. I passed. I got an A. Okay, but can you do anything? Right. Yeah. And you got a good mentor. I mean, 
Grandpa's a good mentor. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brian's been around for a long time and, and taking your, your skill set and then your desires added with that mentorship can really take you to another level. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, I think one other little benefit you have too is because of the w- way the world is changing now to looking more to trades and people learning, I think as you get older, if you decide to change, they're not going to look so much at your as a degree but more as your resume, which yeah. is a benefit you're going to have versus – when we, you know, between between when we got out of school and just now, right. it was it's so much right. looked upon. I mean, the- oh, when I, when yeah, when I dropped out of college, uh, oh yeah, and I talked to people like, you know, we I went to, I'll never forget going to the five year class reunion and like, what, do you get your degree? I'm like, well, no, I'm working construction, and it's like I was frowned upon. Yeah, you know, and truth be told, I was working on prevailing wage jobs, making twenty eight, twenty nine dollars an hour. Um, with no debt. Again, huge with money no back debt. With no debt. Yeah, with, with no, no debt. debt. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's just, and I, I agree with Jeff talking about Mike Rowe. You know, learning from, there's a th- learning from the bottom up, you can't beat that. No. That, that's, those jobs are out there. You can, you can come out of high school right now. And, and learn a trade very quickly. And, two years. In two years and be making 25, 30 bucks an hour. You know? With uh, zero debt. Again, with no debt. Yeah. And for the and, two and years most, you're being paid. Yeah. In most cases, <laughs> the, the contract, the, the employer will pay you yeah, it's not, to take that training. You're not getting rich, so. but you're having income instead of expense. So. I know we got off the yeah, subject a little sorry. bit for you, Chris. <laughs> but uh, it's This is just, what old people do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's all related. I mean, it's it all related is, yeah. to, to where you're coming from. And I yeah. think it's a. Uh, well, it's admirable for you to to hang in there and you 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 push through with your art, yeah. with your uh, with your career uh, here and you know regardless of regardless of where you end up, it, it's going to open doors down the road, you know. And 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 I think you know you'll be able to convince people that hey, I can I can do whatever you need me to do. You know, you look you you, you kind of mentioned your jack of all trades. Right. You know, with this little newspaper, because you kind of have to be, right? Yeah, so you're forced to learn a lot more about the different aspects of the business just because you have to. And so that's that that's so valuable, you know, for the future. It's, it's you know, I, you you don't, probably don't even get it yet no. uh, as to how valuable that can be, you know, five or six or ten years down the road right. for you. Well, yeah. and, you know, Chris, the four of us are are old. Say, we're old. Limited <laughs> education. You may be old or no education. I don't feel old. Do you? I'm, I'm young. young. There's I'm young. Well, uh, uh, well, I think to your point, Ruben, there's not a four year degree in this. There's no. not a four year degree, group. but we're right. all professionals in our own field. Right. And, and you know. We see, we see what it takes. We've been through it, right? We drained it, went to the creek, we drank the water, right? And you're there now. And if you take that, you're going to develop us into something great. And I think it's great that you're willing to reach out and do that, commit to it, and what you're doing. And we've all worked hard to get where we're at. And, sure, absolutely. And and we gave up, we've sacrificed, and we've put in those hard days. And, and trust me, there is light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not the train, right? right? It's not. So, and, well, so the other good let's thing. also put it in perspective. So during COVID nineteen, when only Essential workers to go to work. 
I was working. This whole table this was whole table. Yeah. After, after yeah. I was Every one of us. well enough to go to work, you went back. We were yeah. all working. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that that speaks bounties yes, about uh, about the trades, about and the trades, and skills in general. So, but the other nice thing for you, you have an owner that is open to your ideas and changes, which is great for you guys. For you young guys coming up, you you can express an idea and allowed to kind of run with it. Yeah, it's heard, and they're like, well, hey, yeah, let's go, let's try it. Yeah. You know. Well, and I think I think you know based on what I've heard and. Uh, talking with Brian here too tonight is you know part of that was to open that up to we got to look to the future you yeah. are it right you know you right. are it and you know you and McKenna uh, the next editor there maybe you, you know? know you're you're yeah. you're yeah, what the future of the paper is about um, and absolutely. and so That's the fact the, the fact that the new ownership coming in right. you know coming in Embrace is looking it. for that fresh that fresh thought process. Yeah. So I have one last question for you. Yes. What's been the most satisfying thing you've done with the paper? Other than this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's... How about let's make it, let's dial it down. Most satisfying article or video you've done for the paper. I, I, it's the whole thing, I think, as a whole. Just uh, when I when I came into the job, I didn't, you know, I didn't, didn't know how to do graphic design. I was basically, can you do it? I said, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, and, and, and it's you work well with this podcast. <laughs> uh, so it's, I mean, it's it's taking something in, and then I get to interpret it. So if if I'm right. if I'm dealing with a customer, and then they say, well, I want this. And I can take it and be like, well, this is how I would see it. And then hearing people go, that was, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Or that's that's way better than I ever imagined. Yeah. Hearing, I hear that all week. That's, that's great satisfaction. That's great. It's satisfaction. Great. It's, you know, well, I, he mentioned architects. You're the architect of that because right. you're taking somebody else's kind of mental picture of what they want and you're making right. it happen. You're putting it together. Yeah. Right. And then when people are, you know, happy with the product, then, you know, it feels great. Or yeah. when we go nice. and we film... Right. Six hours of footage, and we condense it down to four minutes. And exactly. Right. People like it, and you're like, "All right, that's right." That's and they don't satisfying. realize how much work. That nobody besides yeah. yourself. Yeah. When you're talking about editing, so. Oh, we don't want to hear oh, that. Nobody realizes. Blah, blah. Nobody realizes how much work goes into that. <laughs> it's for hours. the for the record, I do realize how much yeah. work goes into that. And we do appreciate. We do appreciate. It. It. But <laughs> that's where that is where the work is. I mean, it the is. finished product. It's not filming it. It's not recording it. It's the finished product you put out. That's right. That right. Is. Yep. Yeah, it's putting out something, and then right. you know, it's you know, the normal person goes, "Oh, that's a four minute thing." Well, it wasn't a four-minute thing for no, you. No, it's twelve hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I would say, yeah, just everything that's that we're trying to do within the community, and the fact that there, there is opportunities to grow, and right, you know, the newspaper. This newspaper has been around for over two hundred years. Well, let's try another two hundred by pushing the boundaries. And so what I works. have realized very quickly here is. Chris didn't want to talk. Right. Boy, he's been a good guest, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's been, been a great, great guest. Yes. So I knew good. he would. So I don't know what you're doing October 24th, but we're doing a podcast live from Crazy Dogs in Brookfield. I'd like to invite yeah. you up there to be a guest. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. Good deal. Well, we're going to let you go because I know you got to run. Yes. So I'm here with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt. I'm Alan Stanger with our special guest, Chris Thomason. We'll talk to you soon. I'll tell you what, we had a great time talking to Chris and McKenna and Brian. And actually, this is a two-parter. So this is just part one, part two. 
Uh, Cassie will be on. We'll talk to her a little bit. Uh, and it's great talking about something that's been around for, for I was going to say decades, but centuries, printed paper. Uh, and, and hopefully they're able to continue that for centuries more. Uh, it's, it's, you know, this day and age with digital and marketing, digital media, and even, you know, I'll, I'll say our podcast. I mean, uh, things have definitely changed. You know, 20 years ago, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. People look at us and say, you're going to record something and put on the, the what net? So things have definitely changed, and uh, we're glad you're here to listen to us. A couple quick notes. If you have any suggestions for our podcast, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at crossthline1524.com. Our webpage is also www.crossthline1524, and we look forward to hearing from you. We'd also like to remind everybody that the third installment of the Get Spooky Society's uh, Paranormal Investigation at the Rusty Nail Speakeasy drops on their YouTube page this week. So uh, it's Sunday morning and uh, and Sunday at 9 a.m. is when they're dropping it. So it's actually the investigation that took place in the uh, stone cellar that serves as the storage room for the Rusty Nail Speakeasy. I just want to tell you, you're not going to want to miss it. If I sound a little hoarse this morning, that's because last night we recorded our podcast at Crazy Dogs in Brookville, Indiana, and we'd like to thank everybody who came out to that. What a great time. Uh, We'll have that podcast up in a couple weeks. There'll probably be more than one. Uh, We had a bunch of special guests, and it was a great time. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Across the Line, 1524. the door.